Welcome to the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, where it's all about slashing your debt, slashing your taxes, and creating a liberated lifestyle. And now, your host, who met his wife while training for the 400 meters in Seattle and is eating gluten-free whilst lusting after bread, Dave Denniston. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping doctors like you slash your debt, slash your taxes, and live a liberated lifestyle. Well, in our last episode, I just shared something with you from my heart. I talked about spending versus saving and a whole year of travel that we had in 2022. Today, I'm probably going to do a little little something of a rant on why I hate, I hate broker-dealers. So a little bit of background. Being a financial advisor, as I am today, I started in this industry all the way back in 2002, 20 plus years ago. It was during the summer. It was an internship for a gal named... Vivian Strickler. Vivian, amazing lady, uh, teacher. I assume she's retired now. I'll have to look her up, actually. In Seattle, when I was going to Seattle Pacific University, she really took me under her wing, explained the industry, let me do some cool projects and try and stretch myself with some, some different things. And she was a an independent financial advisor, but she was associated with what we call in the industry a broker-dealer. Her broker-dealer was KMS Financial Services, and they had a custodian of Pershing. Pershing, um, one of the largest clearing firms out there that deal with a lot of independent broker-dealers. Now, let's talk a little bit about broker-dealers. Broker-dealers are an entity that essentially helps act as a middleman traditionally between a financial advisor and the client, the financial products that they offer. So traditionally, if you look back in the industry, back like let's say 30, 40, 50 years ago, so the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the primary institutions that financial advisors worked for were the investment banks. Merrill Lynch, Smith Barney, Morgan Stanley, all those kinds of companies. And they did investment banking, but they also had this broker-dealer relationship where they act as both the broker and as a dealer, a broker being a middleman often standing in the way of trades, and a dealer in that they exchange positions with other financial entities. And over time, that that evolved. Initially, you know, it was like a new initial public offerings, annuities would be common, uh, where either like the the broker dealers of the times, the Merrill Lynch's, they're trying to push inventory onto clients of of the new public offerings or a new debt offering or whatever. After Vivian, I worked for a company called Edward Jones for about a year. They gave me my my break in the the industry and got me going with getting licensed and 
and I literally went door to door, door knocking on people. Edward Jones is both the custodian and the broker dealer. And I really got to see a stark contrast in different broker dealers between KMS Financial that Vivian had when I was an intern versus Edward Jones when I was actually a financial advisor. And financial advising in, in my mind at the time and still today, I really see it, the, the intention as being a noble profession, ultimately helping people. Like you help people, you, you help guide them towards their goals, you help them invest, you help them, you help, you help, you help, you help on their taxes, on helping them get rid of debt. You know, that, that this noble profession, that's what it's supposed to be doing. But then I started to see some of the dirty side. Vivian ran her practice really clean. Um, but then I started to run into these people who were like all about the money, selling a product, having companies that sponsored seminars. And the money to me started to look kind of dirty in a lot of cases. And broker dealers like Edward Jones were like pushing certain relationships. Like they had deals with companies like American Funds and Goldman Sachs and uh, these, these other entities that, hey, you, you give us a cut of this money and we will tell our reps basically, hey, sell this stuff and we will give you a higher cut of the commission that you generate. And so rather than, than this noble profession of being independent and trying to find the best solution, all of a sudden I saw this world shrinking to just being certain products. And this is when I started to develop some skepticism, some dislike, but I didn't, didn't quite grow to like a hate level because in my mind, well, good people can still help out. And then I ended up getting burned out of there. So this is now in the timeline. I was an intern in 2002, worked for Jones until uh, like spring of, of 2004. Then I got to be a salaried person for another financial advisor. This financial advisor, uh, Monty Snyder, who's in Bellevue area in Washington, great guy, really had a growth mindset in marketing and in developing relationships. And I think at the end of the day, really cared about his clients. And I, I saw some of the same things, but it was nowhere near the degree I felt at Edward Jones. Um, the broker dealer that originally Monty had when I came on was Sun America Securities. They got acquired by AIG. They rebranded it like AIG Financial Advisors. And in that role where I was there, I really got, got familiar with compliance. And the broker dealer became more like, we are going to help you do compliance and keep in contract with the law and became like this big brother as part of the, the relationship. And then they would have certain partners that they might introduce to you in calls or conferences. Often the, the uh, partners would be funding like top producer trips. And although it, it, you didn't have the same incentives that I saw at Ed Jones, 
um, where I really feel it was constricted, like at AIG Financial Advisors at the time, I mean, really had the whole world to choose from. And that's where I got familiar with assets under management and moving away from commission. And as I became a financial advisor once again in 06, 07, 08, after stepping away and, and becoming a salaried employee, um, then, then I really um, started to have this like dislike for broker dealers that, well, I didn't feel was as bad as like, man, this, this is not a, a good model. And now for a commercial break. Have you been wondering what I'm so tired of working? What would it take to retire? Maybe you've been thinking about, gosh, I want to have a plan for getting out of medicine, but I'm not sure of the right way to do that. What are the steps that I need to take? Well, that is why I put together this ebook which is the roadmap to retire by 45. It lays out literally step by step what you need to do, how to go through it, how to calculate it. Uh, I think this is a fantastic ebook that will probably take you 15, 20 minutes to read through, but really lays it out step by step. If you want the ebook, just text ROAD to retire. That's R-O-A-D-T-O-R-E-T-I-R-E to 833-343-2986. Again, text ROAD, T-O, retire, ROAD to retire, to this number, 833-343-2986. It'll be 20 minutes that will really change your life. And now, back to the show. Fast forward, I ended up making the acquisition that maybe you've heard me talk about before that brought me all the way from Seattle to Minnesota. And this is where I moved from dislike to hate. It was very similar in uh, the, the broker dealer. This was a smaller broker dealer, Investors Capital. Once again, the clearing firm was Pershing. So I had Pershing at KMS Financial Services as an intern. I had Edward Jones be the clearing firm at Edward Jones, as well as the, the broker dealer. And then I had Pershing at AIG Financial Advisors with Monty. And then I was back to Pershing again with Investors Capital as the broker dealer. And it was very similar to my experience at AIG Financial Advisors in terms of how they had it set up, where they weren't telling you what to buy or sell, but then they were forcing me to go to these stupid conferences that every single year where you heard the same spiel and you had the partners and there'd be some fun and whining and dining. And I just hated that conflict of interest. And I had vendors approaching me all the flipping time of, hey, let's get together and have lunch. Hey, we got this new product. Hey, check out this mutual fund. Hey, do this. Hey, do that. Blah, 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 blah. And then the broker dealer often facilitated it and said, hey, you should contact our reps. So that annoyed the crap out of me as I really developed this hate for broker dealers. And I started to say to myself, what if we didn't have a broker dealer? Number one, I don't sell any annuities. And if I do, I'm going to sell something that is like doesn't pay me a commission. And number two, I'm going to focus on hourly people 
and assets under management. I don't need a broker dealer. And with the broker dealer, every single year, you had a deal not only with the broker dealer, which happen every year. We had to deal with FINRA. We had to deal with the SEC. We had to deal with the state and the state stuff. And I said, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to peel back all those layers, go away from all these conflicts of interest I've been seeing for years. These people take a 5% haircut out of every single revenue that I have. And all they do is tell me about compliance crap and try and push other people's products to sell, which I'm not going to do. And so that's why I was so excited a year ago to have my own company, go straight to Schwab, not have a broker dealer anymore, and be out of this salesy, snake oily environment and get back to just the, the model the way it's supposed to be, which is a financial advisor helping people without having to talk about stupid products and commissions and have to go to conferences where they force you to listen to these people that you don't want to listen to. And so that is something I am so glad to be out of that environment. Um, that being said, like many places, whether it's an independent place like Schwab where you don't have a broker dealer or you're at a broker dealer, there can be good people, there can be bad people that are financial advisors on, on both sides of it. I believe the broker dealer environment has more of the bad people, particularly if they're like commission sales folks trying to sell variable universal life insurance policies and equity indexed annuities and all these things that that have their place in time. But like when you're trying to sell an annuity to every single client, like that's a bad thing. And then these broker dealers love it because they take a cut. Uh, usually they get an extra percentage and a kickback from these companies. And so enough was enough. I'm so glad to be done with that environment and be in a place where I can truly, truly be independent. And so that, my friends, <laughs> is why I hate broker-dealers. Uh, I, I, shall, I shall wrap up my rant here just in saying, if you are working with a financial advisor, ask the question of, do you have a broker-dealer? If you have a broker-dealer, why? Why the heck do you have a broker-dealer? Why can't you just be on your own and clear directly through a clearing company without having a broker dealer? Are you selling commission products? Are you selling direct participation programs that invest in real estate or oil and gas or whatever? Are you selling equity indexed annuities? Are you selling variable annuities? Are you selling variable universal life insurance policies? If the answer is yes, 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 I would really have you highly question if that person, despite maybe their, their good heart, truly has all of your best interests at heart. Is that truly the best person for you? I've come to the conclusion, yes, there can be really good people that, that still can be in that environment. Heck, I would consider myself, I was one of those people till a year ago. But you really have to scrutinize it and really be wary of advisors that are with broker dealers. And so my friends, I hope that helps you. I hope that this little rant gave you a little bit of insight on the industry. And I hope you know that there are 
good and amazing and great people out there. Um, I, I hope that the content I'm providing to you is helpful. And I'll be honest with you guys, I know that a lot of people download this podcast, but honestly, I don't hear from a lot of folks. And it would really mean the world to me to hear from you, to know that you're out there, to know that this content is helpful to you. Uh, I would love to know, what would you like to hear from me? What, what, how can I help you and your colleagues and friends in our content as we plan into 2023? So I have certain topics and ideas and, and thoughts on my mind, but this is your show. So help me design it, help me understand um, how we can make this better and the kind of content that you'd like to have. And so with that, I'll step off my soapbox for today. I just want to say I appreciate you as a physician for doing everything that you do out there. And I would love to have the chance to connect with you in the future. Feel free to reach out to me anytime, Dave at D-A-V-I-D-D-E-N-N-I-S-T-O-N.com. That's Dave at DavidDeniston.com. For the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, this is Dave Deniston. And remember, my friends, remember to slash your debt, slash your taxes, and live a liberated lifestyle. Well, thank you, my friends, so much for listening to the last podcast. I am pleased to announce that... I am now a completely independent financial advisor, where to the point now I can really integrate my financial planning practice with this podcast. If you might be looking for help, if you have found any of our information here interesting or relevant and you're looking for a second opinion, I'm making myself available for 30-minute strategy sessions. And if you want to arrange a time to meet with me to discuss your situation and see if we might be a good fit for one another, I'd like you to call our office and speak with Kyla. Our phone number is 612-284-2409. Again, that's 612-284-2409. And I look forward to helping you with your financial situation. And now for some lovely legal disclosures required by our lawyer friends. Investment advice is only offered in jurisdictions where Centurion Financial Strategies, LLC, Centurion is appropriately registered or exempt from registration. Our Form ADV Part 2 brochure can be obtained free of charge at advisorinfo.sec.gov by searching for our firm name or its unique CRD number, which is 316-454. This podcast is not a solicitation to provide advisory services in any jurisdiction which we're not appropriately registered or excluded registration. The information, statements, and opinions contained in this podcast have been obtained from or are based on information obtained from sources which we believe to be reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of such information. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only and should not be construed as personalized investment, tax, or legal advice. Opinions expressed by any guest are their own opinions and do not necessarily reflect the firm's views. You should carefully consider your own financial circumstances and needs prior to making any investment in securities or purchasing any insurance products. As always, past performance is not indicative of future results. Investing in securities or really anything else involves the risk of loss. If by some chance in this particular podcast I mentioned insurance products, 
Insurance products are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of an additional insurance company. They may be subject to restrictions, limitations, and early withdrawal fees, which vary by issue. You should always consider the charges, risks, expenses, and investment objective of any insurance products before entering a contract. And that, my friends, wraps it up. Wish you all the best. Feel free to contact us with any info at www.daviddeniston.com. Thank you so much and have a good one. Bye-bye.